Hello, and welcome back to Kessel Run Relay, a Star Wars podcast. We missed you all during our break and are happy to be back and talking about sexy people in space battles. Our episodes will be dropping bi-weekly for the foreseeable future at the beginning of the week, and you can follow us on our social media. Our links will be in the description. This week, it's the belated one-year celebration of Kessel Run Relay. We'll be recounting some of our favorite moments and episodes in addition to a San Diego Comic-Con recap and yet another comic catch-up. Before we get into that, hi, my name is Hayden. I use she, her pronouns. You can follow me on social media, on TikTok at taikazatytd, on Twitter, or I guess X now, at, and Instagram at mcuytd. And is there any other... Oh, I guess you can follow me on Hive at Balance Lover 69 I don't know if we're still using that as a life raft. But my brainworm of the week is Valance's POV chapter and from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi. So in our hiatus, I have been reading... I, I took a break, I guess, in July from literacy, but I have been reading from a certain point of view, at least A New Hope for the past couple of days. I think I just reached the halfway point and I am enjoying my time in this establishment immensely. I am prepping, quote unquote, for From a Certain Point of View, Return of the Jedi, where I will be having a balance point of view chapter. Otherwise, you will find me on national news. Emily, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, hi, I'm Emily Pronounce She, Her. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Stardust M and on TikTok at Stardust M. Uh, my brainworm of the week is Cyril Karn watching the Barbie movie. So he finds himself an Alan. It, really, he does. <laughs> <laughs> I have not watched the Barbie movie, but I know a general outline of the plot. <laughs> listen i'm just that. a girl you have to get on that i'm just a girl okay yeah so go exactly the barbie movie <laughs> yeah. i can't cry in public anymore i cried at sure Raiders of the lost ark i cried at indiana jones and the dial of destiny i cried what else did i cry i cried at return of the jedi okay i listen, can't go to that listen. theater anymore and cry if you cried at raiders of the lost ark I don't, okay, I don't even know which part you cried at. <laughs> Indian Barbie, Marian, like, actually. Like, Barbie, like, is supposed to. Well, yeah, but I don't want to do it anymore. be the only person crying. Yes. I'm like, no. when you cried at Raiders of the Lost Ark. I say this as someone who that like that's my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. I have a lot of big emotions. Oh, God. <laughs> wait what other movie did i cry movie. at that's that's the point of this what's the funniest movie that i've ever cried at mm, i don't know i remember as a kid i cried over um the pacifier starring vin diesel <laughs> i don't remember why but like i was i was like seven or eight so like I knew like my brain worked so I, I had to have <laughs> cried over something but yeah you cried over the shininess of the diesel's bald head that was a core memory for me like it was I it was probably because I thought he was gonna die or something but like it, it was the pacifier it was a children's movie he wasn't going to die but anyways that's besides the point 
anyway Liv why don't you introduce yourself all right hi I'm Liv I use she her pronouns um you can find me everywhere at Olivia Amidala except for Hinge where I am Kira even though I have not Hinge Hinge. oh my god time I hope you're not on Hinge. My God, go ahead, go ahead and keep swiping on Hinge to see if my live on there. I'm I'm on Hinge as Kira, like not as myself. I'm on there as Kira. I'm looking so for true. replacement Han. Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm on Hive as Kira, not Hinge. Even though I don't really use Hive anymore either, but it's fine. Um, my brainworm of the week is. Taylor Swift being in a Kira mood on Friday for some reason and my subsequent mental breakdown that was targeted that was like I I I don't even have the words to how I felt (laughs) to to describe how I felt Friday at about 2 (laughs) a.m eastern standard time context for the listeners the guitar sp- surprise song was Right Where You Left Me with Aaron Dessner. And the piano song was Castle's Crumbling, the vault track from Speak Now, Taylor's version. Right? It's yeah. always that machine. Aaron Dessner yellow dress The yellow dress combo. combo. Always at the scene of the crime. Shot in the heart. When she played I'm... Evermore in that goddamn yellow dress. I hate her. No, when I, because she started playing the piano and I couldn't really understand recognize what the song was yeah and then when she said those the first lyrics I just like I I was already crying from right where you left me <laughs> but then I started like sobbing like I'm very glad no one else was at my house because you could have heard me like loud and clear I was that's so real not it was really bad that's literally me yeah. reading Bunny Hunters 34 and 35. Like, <laughs> I am so glad that everybody was moved out of my apartment. And I read those in peace alone because I, when I tell you, screaming, crying, throwing up, passing out, choking on snot, it was so bad for me. Wait, so no. now you, you understand how I felt. Yeah, I do. The right where you left me, castles crumbling, doubleheader. Yeah fucking double whammy my god that was a targeted attack yeah Literally. it really was and Taylor Swift here and real it is targeted because our friend Mads oh who is it my, was, yeah. my, like we are co-CEOs in Kira Nation okay like Mads is the only other person who understands Kira on the same level that I do <laughs> she went night two so yesterday Saturday and she she pulled this night one. That's awful. That's foul. That's foul. Yeah. She did get, uh, I know that Mads was excited that she did get uh, all the girls you've loved before. Yeah. All of the girls. But um, her her playing Stay, Stay, Stay on night two was an apology to me directly because <laughs> that's the only song I skip of hers. That is, isn't for like emotional reasons. <laughs> I care. I like it. <laughs> Listen, it just it sounds like the Live and Maddie theme song to me. I can't. Oh God! Can't do it. No, it's cute. <laughs> it sounds like a 2012 YouTube royalty free music. No, not the intro. She, she wrote it in 2012. I know. <laughs> she, she but is it's the... so it's to 2012. It's I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyways, I well, will stop talking about Taylor Swift <laughs> now because this is a Star Wars podcast. And I do forget that sometimes. Oh my god. It's fine. <laughs> well, what happened during our hiatus? What didn't happen? Good point. Like I, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. I don't even remember when we recorded last. Um, Let me check the schedule. It was sometime in May. We recorded yeah. last on May twenty eighth. So it's been about two months. Yeah. So, like, what do we talk about? So. Oh no. <laughs> well. Was there any book news? Other than, well, Eye of Darkness. I think yeah. that was released. Higher Public Show from Celebration, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we got some, uh, the cover for Eye of Darkness, Martian. He's slut-sitting. Slut-sitting. Sitting like a slut. Um, oh, and the other, uh, the young adult cover also came out. Oh! With oh. Vernestra and- yeah, With um, Vern and- and Jordana, Jordana and, and it's a really good cover the other and, lady I don't is it uh it's not even Sly? Avon. no is no. it Sly who is Sly it? Moore no not Sly Moore uh oh Silvestri Silvestri sorry that's what I was thinking <laughs> S- sli- sli- yeah Silvestri. uh so so lesbians they're back <laughs> lesbians real not fake they're back uh that cover is really cool yeah and Vernestra got a uh a cute a cool haircut, haircut with a turtleneck duo and like a vest her new outfit is kind of slay it's very slay her undercover outfit I assume what the fuck is she doing why is she surrounded by the Nile and why are all their symbols blue are they like going back to the roots with Miss Mar with Miss Marta I don't know there's a reason why they wanted phase two in between why they wouldn't go back 200 years before they jumped forward i mean i have tales of light and life i don't know when i'm gonna read it i will read it though because i had the privilege of getting it early at san diego comic-con and getting it signed by all four authors including charles soul who turned up late to our signing and we couldn't get him to sign our posters but i went and i got my book signed by him and hold on, let me pull it. It has the Higher Public booth. Which shout out to the besties at the Higher Public booth, by the way. Uh, visit Mysterious Galaxy if you're ever in San Diego. But there's like a cute little stamp that says Comic-Con 2023. And then it has like the High Republic logo on the top, but it's cute. But it's, you guys can't see it, but it's underneath all of those books. Like that is where it is. So I won't pull it out, but I will post it on Twitter if I have the fortitude too. But what else happened? Um, I'm trying to think. It's not coming out until September. Oh my god. It's rough. Um, Rise of the Red Blade came out. I haven't read Ooh, it yet. Did it come out? That's true. It did come out. And I read it in under a week. It was really good. Thank you. Thank you. I I suspect we'll be having an episode on that. We already have a bestie in mind for that. Yes. Um, 
but I I thought it was it was great. It was it's one of the Star more recent Star Wars releases that I really enjoyed. Um, as both a Darth Vader 2017 and Fallen Order enjoyer, they did that for me specifically, especially the epilogue, which I won't say anything, but if you know, you know. And the the exclusive version at San Diego Comic Con was nice. However, I bought it at Barnes and Noble that week because I was already reading it and I didn't want to buy two copies of two books. I I relinquish my two copies for books because they're hardcover and they're like $30 a pop. But it, it, read it. Thumb of approval. And I know you guys on the podcast would like it too. I went to buy it at Chapter or Indigo the other day, but it's literally $40 for a hardcover. So why do they do no. that to you? Because just Canada sucks everyone hates Canada so our stuff is just expensive so um well anyway is there anything else of note that happened while we have been apart I saw Taylor Swift in concert oh wait oh we did <laughs> I forgot that was during yeah. our hiatus <laughs> give yeah. us a recounting okay um so I didn't have tickets like in any way shape or form and me and my sibling went on the day of just to like vibe and don't forget you bought parking beforehand Uh, yes I I bought parking about two weeks beforehand because I'm mentally ill um so we just went over we had some pizza we had Detroit style pizza so it was very good um and like you can buy the merch outside, right? So we're like, well, if we don't get in, we'll, we'll at least buy like a t-shirt or something. <laughs> um, and then I, I made an impulsive purchase because my sibling looked really, really sad just sitting there on the curb outside of Ford Field. So currently still paying off my impulsive purchase, but it was worth <laughs> it. <laughs> and we got, um, as our surprise songs, we got all, all you had to do was stay which is Charlie, my sibling's, like, favorite song off of 1989. So that was amazing. And then for the piano one, we got Breathe, which is my favorite song off of Fearless, like, one of my all-time favorite songs of hers. And I sobbed throughout the entirety of it. I've, I took a video, like, I, I recorded a video of it, but I've never posted it because you can faintly hear my sobs, like me singing along, but, like, <laughs> in the background. So yeah, I do have it recorded, but I will not be sharing that video. <laughs> this is so true of you, honestly. <laughs> it was good. 10 out of 10. 11 out of 13 out of 10. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> also, during our hiatus, the SAG AFTRA union, which is the Screen Actors Guild, they decided to go on strike and called for a strike of all past, present, and upcoming um, productions from Strut companies. So before we get started today, we just wanted to say we, the hosts of Kessel Run Relay, would like to reinforce our full support for the ongoing concurrent WGA and SAG after strikes against unfair labor practices and unlivable wages. We denounce the predatory practices corporations engage in and condemn the use of artificial intelligence and the exploitation of human creativity. 
Castle Run Relay stands behind the creatives and artists fighting for their rights and encourages our listeners to donate to the strike funds located in the description of this episode. Thank you all for listening, and we hope you guys enjoy this Castle Run Relay one-year birthday extravaganza. As consumers of mass media, we kind of, we still have a responsibility to pay credit to the writers and the producers and the actors and the directors who create those things. And as a as a mass media enjoying podcast, we feel like we should spread the message that's been ongoing for the past couple of weeks, uh, for the past couple of months in the context of the writer's strike. But again, we just want to encourage everybody to um, donate to the strike funds that we'll be linking in our description. And thank you for supporting them. So um shifting gears a little bit to our one year anniversary extravaganza our one year anniversary was on July 6th either it's either the 6th or the 7th i think we announced the podcast on the 5th and then released the schedule on the or the not the schedule the first episode on the 6th because our feed didn't go up until the next day <laughs> but we released our first episode where I, I think I, I fell out of my chair in that one. I've, I've fallen out of my chair in two of them, but I felt, I fell out of my chair on the first episode and that, or, and that's when I knew this was going to be a podcast to stick around for. <laughs> so just to start off this one year extravaganza, what have been some of your favorite moments of this podcast? Uh when we had Ethan on and your Wi-Fi kept cutting out and he was making fun of you when you couldn't respond. Oh my God, wait, just that like was, celebration. Yeah, no, for real. No, that was <laughs> the best. That's probably my favorite moment ever. He's so mean to me. <laughs> I was like, that was the moment where I was like, this grown man is my best friend. <laughs> he does the same thing that I do. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, I also really that that one I also like uh when Hayden was off and I go, so Ethan, why don't you follow me on Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> I bullied yeah. him into following me. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we're allowed to bully him because it's true. He bullies us a lot. Yeah. Maybe not he doesn't lot, bully me. <laughs> but he bullies Yeah, I was like, he does not bully Twitter. me, but yeah. <laughs> so freaking mean to me. Oh my god. That's why I bully him in real life. It's fine. So true, as you should. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was that was a. <laughs> a I also uh... I also love when I got to explain the concept of a hey mama's lesbian to Alyssa Wong. Um, I that... I do I really think I blacked out during that episode and I lost all sense of filter. <laughs> because the things that I said to that poor, poor, poor person. <laughs> Alyssa, I am so sorry. But anyway. At least uh, we got their stamp of approval. Exactly. Yes. Afra is a hey mama's lesbian. Canon real, not clickbait. I don't know if it's a moment, but I do like how every single time that we've ever talked to an adult in our families about this podcast 
or they've listened to it, they go, it's really good, but it needs to be shorter and there's too much giggling. <laughs> That's like the standard feedback that yeah. we've always gotten. From <laughs> my mom, my dad, I think one of your guys' aunts, one of your uncles. Both of my parents have said it. <laughs> yeah, my Grammy and my uncle. It's because they always start with our very first episode and we were just like uh, off the ships for yeah. some reason. We were just yeah. high on life because we started this so podcast. True. So true. Um, but like if they listen to one of our actual episodes where we're discussing it's not that bad topics for a lot better. <laughs> the we're, we're just all incredibly funny. The length yeah. did not get better, but no, it did not. <laughs> In fact, the in many cases, so I much, think it got worse. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> we've been see. we've been better in the past couple of episodes, besides the the specials. But the last one that we put out before our like celebration extravaganza had to be cut into two parts. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, that then they were only. Um, two it was two hours and then we split that in two so they were only about an hour and a half which is manageable yes but you forget that that was supposed to be one episode yeah and then we recorded for literally four hours that was rough that was on mother's day and my mom was so angry at me (laughs) she was like why do you hate your mother on mother's day i was like i'm sorry (laughs) we were talking about the high republic we were talking about hot women. She guilt tripped me about that one. She really did. So that's so funny. One of my again, this isn't really a moment, but one of my favorite shticks on this podcast has been our inside jokes that make sense to nobody but <laughs> ourselves. Alden Ehrenreich's flip flown era. Mm-hmm. He dr- he actually drowned the ham dimension which will only make sense to <laughs> the very few people that listen to that one episode with mj and listen to the part about the ham dimension my hatred of grogu just because he <sighs> he drowned witchcraft is also a really great one um yes he drowned aside witchcraft. uh which i still believe that we possess so we do still have to be careful about it's it. true <laughs> Um, what else? I like whenever we talk about the High Republic. Live has read five issues of the High Republic series on Marvel Unlimited Volume One, and she hasn't even read the first issue, which I checked yesterday, and they did put number one back on Marvel Unlimited, which was gone for some reason. It just like Good wasn't there for a bunch of months. For a bunch of months. For what? A month a month. That's what you said. What what was I even saying? I don't know, but it sounded funny, so I'm making fun of you. Anyways, um I know High Republic now kind of only phase do. two, but it's technically fine. I read Path of Vengeance faster than anyone on this podcast i'll have that is you true. well yeah that's true but i, I did read it in three all sittings. of my literacy well that's what happened for to me the too. year when i read that in one sitting in one sitting i was on the plane home yeah she was on the plane oh my god yeah 
I didn't. She has I, sinuses. Yeah. I put it down maybe once when they came around with my like lunch or whatever on the plane. And then I picked it right back up and then I, I read it until I was done. That's insane. I'm, I'm telling you, I used up my literacy for the entirety of 2023 in that one sitting. That's why I haven't been able to read anything. I can't even read comics anymore, basically. <laughs> it's really bad. All wit, too. Path of Vengeance, which honestly, Path of Vengeance it's fine. did. It's fine because it can't, Maddie. <laughs> That's it. True, true. Path of Vengeance did destroy my literacy, too. When did it officially come out? It came out like. It came out close to my finals. So I sat down, raw dog the entire thing in three sittings, and then I didn't read anything for a month besides comic books. And just recently, like last two weeks ago, when I read Rise of the Red Blade, that was the first time I like picked up a book and didn't put it down after five pages in like a month and a half. So we repaired it. We're good. Uh, what have also been some of my other favorite moments? I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I like when I... we're recording and we just make each other laugh so much that in the recording itself, like you hear it's silence. Like silence. It's <laughs> silent because all of our mics refuse to pick it up. <laughs> I do think one of our of my favorites was the who should voice Grogu. Um, I just think that was really funny. <laughs> and the ideas that we came up with were like insane. <laughs> no, there's one episode where we were so fucking funny. I think it was Bogotan Swim School when we were like on fire. I don't know what it was. We were we were just slaying. We were whipping one-liners out like like nothing like nobody's because, business because it was such a silly goofy episode that cannot be taken seriously we yeah. were just all in peak silly goofy mood you're so right that one and the the jack black one <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah that was uh, that was the episode the the geez. episode of of the Mandalorian. Yeah, truly. So true. The only episode. So true. That was a good episode, though. They're Both that episode and ours. <laughs> oh my god. When we, we, Liv and I watched it with, who was it? Leah. Um, Brittany. Who else? Kay. And someone else at Celebration in the High Republic Hype House. Do you remember, Liv? I can't remember. I only remember Leah being there. I'm so sorry. It was four of us huddled around this tiny little TV in this tiny little living room, like, kissing ourselves at not only Baby Yoda, but Jack Black and Lizzo putting their whole lizzo and Jack Blissey into those roles, man. That, I think, is a peak underrated celebration moment. Within the higher public hype house. <gasps> any other, <laughs> any other funny moments? 
I'm sure there are. I just can't think of any yeah. right now. Yeah. Like suddenly, I forget every single time I've been hilarious. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, in kind of the same vein, what have been your favorite episodes to record? I can go for this one. I am particularly partial to the interview episodes because I put a lot of work into them. Mm-hmm. And I like writing the questions and I like discussing with creatives who actually write for Star Wars and hearing their process and um yeah i'm i'm biased though so i can't really say those um i liked the the may the 4th special i liked the may the 4th special i liked the um the the holiday special <sighs> What else did I like? I also really enjoy, again, this is biased, but the Kira episode where we recapped War of the Bounty Hunters and Crimson Rain, I feel like that is one of our most unhinged episodes just because we were so loopy from reading. I did the math, but I forgot. It was something like, like- It was something around 50 comics. Yeah, it was 50 issues of comics, which averages out to, if it's like 23 a comic, something like 700, 800 pages in like a day and a half. We were delirious, like insanely delirious. Yeah, that's one of my favorites as well. Like, even though we were so just silly, goofy, but (laughs) and we like, we start out as like fully coherent and like our like our our reviews make a lot of sense and then and then the when we get to crimson rain go, it's just we like, just descend into madness yeah <laughs> yeah but that was really fun and i feel like we should do like a, a part two where we oh, talk yeah. about hidden empire yeah or like just a recap of the kira trilogy as a whole i think we should do a kira episode but some of my so true colleagues need to get caught up on things so it's fine I'll be patient. I'll be waiting. Some some of us. (laughs) Some of us need to read some comics. Comic literacy. Comic literacy. I believe in you. I'm looking at you. You don't have to look (laughs) behind you. No one there. At least I've read Most Wanted. Oh, wait. Has Anne read Oh, wait. Yeah. Excuse me. I read Most Most Wanted. Wanted. I opened the book and read a passage from it in our solo panel at the celebration, okay? Mm-hmm. Page 298. Listen, we talked so highly about Most Wanted that there was a person yeah. who added us on Twitter and said that they spent the rest of the day looking around the floor, like the, the show floor, for Most Wanted. And it's after really we spoke so well about it. Yeah. And we also, once the panel finished, I had we were like got rushed at the front of the of the stage and people (laughs) so true but one of them was one of the people I don't remember who it was I'm sorry if you're listening to this but one of the people said that they were going to take a look at the other solo media like Imperial Cadet Most Wanted the solo novelization because we had spoken so so highly of them so I think eventually once we do a solo episode and we have all of those kind of together, it's going to be peak soloism. 
But yes, also we wanted to say thank you to those people because yes. it 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 means a <laughs> you lot. Made our entire lives. It's true. And then afterwards, people kept coming up and saying how much they loved the solo panel, and I got really embarrassed. <laughs> like we were sitting. Which comic panel was it? I think it was the Marvel panel. And people like cut the line to come and say how much they loved the solo panel. And it made me, yeah. it made me mushy. <sighs> but anyways, um, I don't even know what we were talking about. Uh, favorite episode. Uh, so I was trying to bully you into doing a Kira episode. Um, Dude, I have it on the list of episodes. I know. I'm, I'll be patient. <sighs> Um, I am particularly proud of, uh, the entire series of Andor episodes that we did. I feel like that is, I think they're really funny episodes, but I also think that some of our best, um, analysis analysis comes from the, the Andor episodes. And I think we had a really great lineup of guests, uh, Mm -hmm. for that one too. Mm Um, so yeah, yeah, those were my favorite. And then I do also really love the Taylor Swift episode with <laughs> that's, MJ. That's the one that I was going to mention. <laughs> yeah. That's the most fun I think I've, I've had recording an episode yes. for us. It was just Sorry you guys, Pepe Sylvia, jiffing. But... Damn, okay. <laughs> Sorry that I had to take a final. My you God. don't even like Taylor Swift anyways. You wouldn't have contributed, Ugh. but it's fine. <sighs> but, um, yeah, and then I also liked... Um, I don't even know how many people listen to it, but the Daisy Jones in the sixth episode, I was just, that one was not one I think a lot of people listen to, but that one was a lot of fun to record. And um, I was just like, I did like, it was the episode that I did like kind of all by myself. <laughs> like, so it was kind of fun to do, but um, yeah, I was, I was proud of that one. Yeah. So I... I mean, you guys basically said both of my favorites. It was the Taylor Swift one and the Where the Bounty Hunters one. Um, and I just had another one in my brain and it disappeared. Where, what the Do you fuck? remember what flavor it was? Um, oh, okay. No, I remember. Okay. okay it, was the, it was our Ray episode. Our Ray character episode. Because yeah. that, honestly, yeah. that was what made me love right that's that's what like that was the nail in the coffin for me of being like (laughs) damn I love her she's just like me for real like (laughs) top five characters like yeah that was a very good one yeah sorry I'm doing social media managing right now I also really enjoyed our High Republic recap question mark episodes because I have only read most of those books once and I was going off of what I remembered them, but Jesus, what I remembered from them. So maybe for High Republic phase three, I will be doing a reread perhaps with some guests well, any other episodes that we enjoyed recording in particular? I mean, we enjoy all of them. It's true. 
So in keeping with our focus more on the books and comics, what are the favorite books and comics that we've discussed? I remember our very first comic book, or not comic, comic slash book discussion was Shadow of the Sith, which is the, a book that all of us really enjoyed reading. I feel I like think I need... Princess and the Scoundrel Princess is and probably Scoundrel, yeah. my favorite, because mm-hmm. we already talked about the higher public ones, but uh, I think the Princess and the Scoundrel one was a really good episode. And that was so fun because mm-hmm. we just all... It was like, our joker. Love, yeah, like we love <laughs> Han and Leia so much and uh, Beth Brevis and so to get that and then like all of the comic references and like references to uh, like Rebel Rising. It was just like, I think like perfect for us. I agree. It was our book. Yeah. Yes. Made specifically we for own us. It. So true. I really liked our Padawan episode yeah like I yeah. like that book a lot more than I thought I was going to me too and especially me too. having Julie and Fern on to discuss it because mm-hmm. they both know a lot more about Jedi and Obi-Wan than we do yeah. <laughs> but yeah I, I that one was surprising for me yeah I agree um have any I <laughs> at least comic book discussions besides the Kira one was (laughs) the recap of Bounty Hunters 34. Oh, where you had to leave the room? Yeah. And then I had to do the summary. Yeah. Yeah. I still haven't listened to that because it's too painful. I have it in my Marvel Unlimited library and I like tear up every time I look at the cover. (laughs) Oh my god. I'm dramatic, but we all I know. knew that. I know, and it's funny because I'm making fun of you, but while you were muted and I was doing the summary, I started tearing up and crying as well. So like, <laughs> who am I to judge? It's the pot calling the kettle black. That's exactly. who it is. Exactly. Mm. Mm. Who that was else? fun for me because just that was like insane <laughs> to try to hear about this as Hayden like has to you while she's sobbing and Liv is trying to explain it he's my picky girl also I will say I think one of the funniest tweets because it was Balance's birthday last week wasn't it yeah mm-hmm. uh and I think Savi's tweet of like <laughs> It was so mean. Everyone was so mean. It was so funny. Like, what do you even remember? Is this his birthday? It was so funny. But he is a Leo and it is Leo season. Leos are the superior sign. And he's not a Capricorn. Ethan, are you kidding me? I also did love live I think we should all be nicer to balance and my response but he wouldn't even remember if we were mean to him (laughs) uncalled for be nice to him he's literally just a little guy he's just a guy he's just a big beefy big titty guy who can't remember anything (laughs) stop I'm sorry, but some of the panels from 36, where he like just, he snaps out of it and he can't remember anything. And it's just like 
him flying in the air and he's like where am i he's really just funny. like me for real <laughs> they're really funny i know it's really sad in hindsight but like yeah out of context it's yeah. the funniest shit i've ever seen he has guys he has adhd he's just like me for real sometimes he leaves the room and then just stands there for 30 seconds because he can't remember what he was going to do he is just like me for real yeah he has he has his birthday today or did he forget stop that's so mean anyway he has the same snot green crocs that i do (laughs) they're not i will continue to believe they're to, not to electric his, blue. His I think they're electric blue to match his coveralls. <sighs> are you guys gonna make me buy uh are you guys gonna make me buy a pair of electric blue crocs? Yeah. First you gotta he, replace he your converse, has... and then we can talk about <sighs> oh, other yeah. shoes that you need to oh, purchase. Oh my god. Don't worry. Don't <sighs> worry. It's it's yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Valence has a also has a robot gibbet. In the center so of true. his one croc. <laughs> That's it. So just the one gibbet. Just the one. <sighs> I guess I'll just add it to my to be purchased then. <sighs> no one is holding you at gunpoint, making you buy electric blue crocs. But I'm legally obligated to. Yes. Hold on, You're I'm googling them. To. I'm googling them right now. <laughs> electric blue coveralls is the first thing that that pops up oh my god they do have electric blue crocs classic clog blue blue bolt is the official name for them and then let's check the gibbets hold on i do know that there's a grogu gibbet oh my god they of have barbie gibbet giblets no, not, not, not giblets, giblets. giblets. Not giblets. <laughs> that's the southern in me You can't buy Barbie gibbets because you haven't seen the Barbie movie. Yeah. But Valance does. You're not a real woman. You haven't seen the Barbie movie. (laughs) Wow. Am I going to cancel my own girlfriend? Yeah, canceling. Hayden is not a girl's girl. Hashtag live is over party. You heard it here first. (laughs) Hayden is not a girl's girl. We know this. She hates women. So true. So true, just like Ariana Grande. <laughs> robot. It looks like there's only one robot gibbet, and he's ugly. Too bad. Makes it <laughs> even get... better. Yeah. Balance wood. Yeah. People love an ugly little see giblet. An ugly robot and feel bad for it and buy it. I guess like you're right. <sighs> so you're calling him ugly? Wow. Yes. I said the robot gibbet. Oh. I'm squinting my eyes at you. You really think that you. (laughs) He's right there. I'm sorry. Do you have a framed picture of him by your bed? Actually, yeah, I do. I put my. Yeah, but it's not framed. Mine is framed. I have a custom picture of him. If you look above my door, my. Phil Noto variant cover is framed. I put it near my door so every day when I leave, I can see it. A little kiss to him. I can get. I can blow a little kiss to him and Boba Fett at the same time. It's perfect. Oh. And Bob Dylan Boba Fett. 
<sighs> Don't question my balance, love. Oh, do you have his cosplay hanging up right in front of you? No, because I'm not that mentally ill. Wow. So now you're intolerant of mentally ill people. Hashtag live is over party. I have a different kind of can mental you, illness. Yeah, I was like, can you be intolerant of mental ill people when you're also mentally ill? <laughs> yes. It's mentally ill on mentally ill crime. That's what this That's podcast so true. is. Oh, hold on that that's a point of interest right there <laughs> what is this episode 38 something like that <laughs> mentally ill and mentally ill crime any more books and comics that we enjoyed discussing i gotta say shout out to the kira were the bounty hunters in crimson rain recap that seems like an obvious one but mm-hmm. shout out um well now we can talk about how we got closer because of this podcast i don't know about y'all but um I, I I got a girlfriend out of it, so that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Damn, I think I gotta agree with you on that one. <laughs> nice. My favorite is how M was like thinking that we were getting distant from her. No, I was I was so <laughs> sad. I was like I was like oh I was like I'm literally gonna be like the third wheel. They're gonna get close and, and then I was like oh wait there's something different it's going gay. on. This surprise it was gay. It doesn't include me for a reason. <laughs> we we will not succumb to the the Star Wars Twitter polycule pipeline. Never no. <laughs> We will stay strong. We will stay strong. It helps. It helps. It also helps that one of us. That's straight. straight. Yeah. That also really helps. <laughs> um, but even before that, I liked talking to my besties for a couple of hours each week. Mm-hmm. And I liked talking about Star Wars for a couple of hours each week. And it was it. Castle Run is, it, it's basically like our own little book club, if you really, really think about it. And that's why our segment on books and comics is Castle Run Book Club. But, I mean, we've all grown really close over the past year. Some of us really close. Besties, even. I can't, I can't with you. <laughs> But yeah, I like you guys. Me too. I don't know. It's hard to words. Yeah. I like you. (laughs) I'm rather fond of the two of you. And I I like texting M. I mean, I text Hayden too much. But I like texting M like random Taylor Swift things. Or like so when, true. When she played Paper Rings and I just texted her, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I think I or texted when... her too. What did I say? 
or when you text or when we text each other about Mikey Way performing yeah. with Fallout Boy and yeah. then I send I, and then I send pictures of me telling my sister that information. <laughs> it's like it's so funny because like we're friends because of Star Wars. Yeah. But the things that we text each other about are like are pretty much never Star, Star Wars. Wars. No, yeah. it's always something it's else. Either Pete Key or it's Taylor Swift. Or Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's it. Or or if it's Star Wars, it's always Star Wars bash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like about us, her, us her dunking on that it. ugly lounge fly they released. You you didn't see M and I's um complete like we had like a scathing review of the San Diego Comic Con exclusive her <laughs> universe stuff. Like well, damn, no, I wanna know. Oh, it was for their throats. Yeah, <laughs> I I texted I texted Emily a bunch of Succession stuff, a bunch yeah. of Connor stuff. That is funny. It's always funny because it'll be like, I I'll see uh, some one person will send me the uh, Connor video, and then guaranteed at least three other people will also <laughs> send it to me. <laughs> That's I have that same thing, but. It, if it's a Muppets Taylor Swift combo, <laughs> yeah, I will like at least three or four people will send it to me. Or that one time it's when amazing. the Kira the yes. mirror ball edit was posted yes. and we got tagged literally like ten times, I, all three of us. I was another, ready to end it all. Another, or I, <laughs> I send the Muppets stuff. Everyone, I sent that Jim Henson tweet to like four different people and every <laughs> single one of them yelled at me <laughs> you are cruel for that you're cruel i i need to pull this up so hayden understands so it was like the barbie do you guys ever think about death meme um but it the caption was do you guys ever think about how one day jim henson took off took kermit off of his arm for the last time without realizing it it would be the final time oh and that was the foul emily i woke up to that dm she DM'd that to me at 12.28 my time. So I was already asleep. So when I woke up in the morning and I checked Twitter, that was the very first thing that I saw. Wow. That's how I started I, my Thursday morning. <laughs> I sent it to Morgan and MJ too. And, and Morgan said, I just saw that tweet. It made me feel violent. And I'm just saying, why would you send that to me? Exactly. I think one of my favorite tweets that I've ever sent Emily is a succession tweet. And it's from Mac. <laughs> the the tweet says droid named L2DOG. He be the OG. Hey and he playing. And then that's the that's the only song I know. <laughs> oh, and then I sent her the five hundred dollar Cassian jacket from Denuo Novo. Ugh. I don't know. It's just something to think about. It is something to think about. <laughs> Much to think about, even. This is another personal favorite that M has sent me. Um, it's a it's a Pete Wentz and Mikey Way in front of the the American flag, and it says Happy Fourth of July. I don't know what America has to do with these guys, but sure, <laughs> good for them. Which, if you get it, you get it. Which Hayden, you don't get it. I don't okay. get it. Good for them. Or I I sent maybe the real doldrums were the friends we banged along the way. <laughs> Okay, Phantom uh, Tollbooth. See, I don't know what that means. So. <laughs> to light something on fire. 
that was I love your just your professions of arson live and then no that's, that's, I remember all that boy played bang bang the drums last night and my sister said that's sick and twisted he's a psychopath <laughs> so real I remember in relation to arson Liv said on the episode before we had our Ethan interview, if anything, and I quote, if anything happens to Zuckus, I will light him, referring to Ethan, on fire. And then we had him on the very next episode and she had to have a public apology for him. Yeah. Um, I should probably stop threatening arson. Because probably one of these, one of these days I, I'm probably going to get arrested. Um, but I just listen, I'm a Leo, I'm a fire sign. Well, goddamn, so am I. Okay, but also my rising is Sagittarius, so it's like double I, fire I don't sign. know what those words mean. I just like I just like fire. Okay. I'm like that the Elmo gif in front of the I, fire. Do you That's need me. to go to therapy? probably but i just like fire that's unrelated to therapy um yeah I mean, you can be you can be an arsonist without having mental without, issues. you can be a, a observant god hate arsonist. it <laughs> maybe i just like lighting candles like that's enough fire to okay. satisfy my urges for now <laughs> That's why I have like 15 Bath and Body Works candles in my room. Because you like lighting things on fire. Because I like lighting them on fire. Okay, wait, I am thinking, so I started watching Sex in the City, speaking of friends, and they, at one episode, they were talking about like finding soulmates, and one of the girls said maybe we could be each other's soulmates. And I... That's lesbianism. <laughs> no, it was like they were talking about... It's, nice and like oh friendship and you're like lesbians lesbians (laughs) but anyway i do think that um if we're in sex in the city i think i'm charlotte Liv is either samantha or carrie and hate okay main character I don't know who any of these people yeah, are. Yeah, so I'm, I'm smiling and smile nodding my head. <laughs> this is, I've been watching it, so that's why. <laughs> and no one can disagree with me because you I, I have been watching Barefoot Contessa, so I don't think <laughs> those, those leak up. Barefoot Contessa. I do think I also watched Amazing World of Gumball, that Liv and I are Gumball and Penny, and Emily is Darwin don't know what that means either so I'm just gonna keep you've never watched Amazing World of Gumball no I'm too old for that that's too past old. my time live mm-hmm. Olivia you are three years older than me past our time that's yeah that's the that's basically like high school like you would have been in grade nine when I was in grade 12 mm-hmm. okay but so you didn't just like big turn on now. Cartoon Network one well, day not, no, no. I didn't really, I wasn't on Cartoon Network early. Well, that neither was me. I, but I watched it anyway. I was allowed to watch SpongeBob when I was a kid. Do you think I did? I wasn't either. Well, I'm oh, so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry to the both of you, but I am a SpongeBob I mean, girly from the day, from day one. I mean, I still watched it anyway until my mom got so fed up to the point where she didn't care anymore. So true. I what had a SpongeBob birthday party when I turned five. <laughs> <laughs> 
or six. I can't remember. I had a SpongeBob pinata. It was really good. No, not picking up SpongeBob. Wow. Assaulting, assaulting someone. Hashtag, hashtag Libby's over party. Aspiring arsonist and SpongeBob abuser. Yes. Yeah. Hashtag Liv is over party. I love aspiring arsonist. That really does sum me up. <laughs> Put that on your resume. Oh my god. Put that as a skill on LinkedIn. Just so y'all know, when Twitter goes down, I will be asking everyone to endorse my skills on LinkedIn. Me uh, too. <laughs> We should have a LinkedIn con- networking day with all the besties. So true. <laughs> Endorse me as fun at parties. <laughs> I, I hate LinkedIn because I am someone who needs to lurk. I like checking yeah, out people's you profiles. Just, but you, they, they but you were stalking my LinkedIn yesterday. I don't, I don't even and remember LinkedIn, LinkedIn is like, this person viewed your profile. Yeah. Like I, they don't need to know that. They don't well, you can go that. on private mode. That's, oh, I didn't know that. See, I don't know anything about LinkedIn. Like, I didn't have a LinkedIn before, like, last year. Yeah, I don't know. How to use it. Yeah, but you're like, you have like the fancy LinkedIn profile. You have like fifty gajillion connections. I have ten, and they're mostly like Twitter friends. I don't I even have my the- mom. I think the funniest thing about LinkedIn and being on Twitter is that once you say, here, follow me on my LinkedIn, you get like 30 more connections. <laughs> like I have you, I have Emily, I have Mac, I have Mads. We're all just one Twitter bestieism. I have, I have, I think a grand total of 10 connections. No, it's 11 <laughs> now because Sage, Sage oh, connected with me the other day. Um, <laughs> but I have three people that I work with or have worked with in real life. And then the rest are from Twitter. That's, that's it. Like you think I'm jo- I'm not. You can go on my LinkedIn and I'll know when you look. I don't because <laughs> I don't want you to see that I was on your LinkedIn. <sighs> don't scary. you shake your head at me. I don't me. need people to know that. Like, then go on private. Does that, does that mean that that martin knows when i stalked his account yes like i i don't want that Go on private. i don't want that well i didn't know that was an option i didn't either i just thought linkedin was like everyone will see when you check your page i go on linkedin too much i don't i don't <laughs> i do because i have well we have like intern intern like LinkedIn events. Like I had an entire hour-long lecture on how to use LinkedIn last week, even though I've already been using it for like two years. I don't know. It's not my fault my company wanted us to do that. Yeah, but you're like a a corporate baddie. I'm a corporate baddie. Yeah. (laughs) In my corporate baddie era. In in the summer I'm in my corporate baddie era, but in during the the during the year I'm just a higher a higher education baddie. I'm neither. I am just a receptionist. It's your, I'm just a tourist. Yeah. So true. That's me answering when people ask me stupid questions and I have to be like, I'm not a medical professional. That's my, I'm just a tourist. That's me. I'm I'm not a medical professional. That's me when people ask me about 
when people bribe me getting into the school, I'm like, I just answer the phones, man. You should take their money, though. No. Just kidding. Yeah. It's not going to do that. The, the, for legal reasons, it's a joke. But if they did, I would totally just pocket the money. And because, I mean, I don't have any say over these people and whether get on whether they get in or not. not I know you. the people who get them in. I can tell you they do not give a crap. They're definitely not <laughs> taking recommendations from. Yeah, from someone who answers the phones. But anyway, I digress. Like, if you want to bribe me, again, legal reasons, this is a joke. If you want to bribe me, you better be paying for my student loans. That's all I'm so going to say. But anyway. But yeah, oh I my think God, we- my first student loan payment comes out tomorrow. I forgot about that. The slay. Slay. Well, you, you, have subsidized, you have subsidized uh, education. I'm an out-of-state student at a UC. Well, that's your, you did that to yourself. Well, so. yeah. I don't have, <laughs> well. I don't have sim- uh, that much sympathy for you. Sorry. Wow. Put a wow so Liv, Liv hates out-of-state students. Hashtag Liv is over party. Okay. Add it to the list. Hayden is really determined to cancel Liv. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag yeah, live is over party. Do you want to talk about something? Do we have to have a talk? <laughs> I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Sounded like my mom there. I didn't like that. Oh my god. <laughs> it was the. Do you want to tell me something? <laughs> I didn't like that. <laughs> but anyway, I hope the listeners enjoy that. I hope you guys enjoy that little spat. <laughs> <sighs> well, now that we've talked about how we've grown closer, <laughs> I want to. Are you trying to cancel me three times? Whatever. Anyway, I wanted to give a special shout out to our listener, Ema, at I, I'm, not, I'm not a geek. I'm a nerd, right? Something I don't remember. Like Something like that. For the one year anniversary of Customer Relay that they did that I read it at work and I started crying at my desk and I had Mm -hmm. mascara on. (laughs) It was very sweet and heartfelt and I wanted to extend another thank you from the podcast for that because once again, I did read it at work and I did cry and I did have mascara on. I also cried and I was at work, but I work from home, so it wasn't... (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> but yeah it was wow that was um yeah and thank you to everyone who yes you did mm-hmm. yes a very That's big thank nice. you it was very yeah. nice it was very nice <laughs> we have nice friends i think i would have to say we do yes shout out to tommy best advice for real (laughs) so true any final thoughts to posit on the kessel run relay one year birthday extravaganza (laughs) nevertheless nevertheless (laughs) (sighs) all right now we can move into the san diego comic-con recap which i was present at 
buffy um but we had <laughs> several bestie meetups that occurred at san diego comic-con so friday was the day of the publishing panel and the second that they at celebration when they mentioned oh there will be more reveals at san diego comic-con i was like god damn it i need to get tickets because at this point tickets have been long sold out okay so uh, the week after i hit up my guy and i was like hey i'm gonna be in the area can i have free passes please and then i got my volunteer badge whatever but with the volunteer badge i got these things called priority registration codes which is where you get codes for your friends and family that you can't sell and i did not sell them if anybody from <laughs> the san diego comic-con registration committee is listening um i sent them out to some besties and they were able to come down for the day um most people came down on friday but bestie isabella at isabella crafts came down on sunday and we spent the day most of the day together because i was absolutely exhausted but on Friday, who came down? Mads came to crash with me, Sage, Leah, and Jay. And was there someone else? No. Jess as well. We all kind of conglomerated in one little group and went to the publishing panel. And we just, we had a good time. We had a good time sitting and chatting, waiting for the High Republic author signing, um, spending way too much money, we just we just had a, a a great time and then they were my handlers because i was in my balance cosplay and i couldn't see anything out of my left eye <laughs> but i wanted i i posted about this on twitter but i just want everybody to know that i hit the freaking jackpot I'm trying to find it where did it go Ugh. i'm on the floor hold on ah! <laughs> And I, I'm too lazy to find it. But anyway, but I found can't a, see it anyways. So yeah, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I found a Star Wars number one for a reasonable price that I was able to haggle down and get for an even more reasonable price at a comic booth. So I have the very, very first, very first Star Wars comic ever published in my possession for a reasonable price. And I think that is one of the highlights of Comic-Con. But I also wanted to give another shout out, not only to Mark Guggenheim, who made a surprise appearance there, but to the besties at the High Republic booth at the Lucasfilm Pavilion, who let me basically loiter at their <laughs> booth and just talk with them, who I found out one of the employees, because when I was buying stuff, I, they're, okay back up there's a independent bookstore in san diego called mysterious galaxy and they've had a booth at comic-con not only at special edition but for like the comic-cons for the past couple of years so when i bought stuff from there like when i bought tales of light and life from there there was it, it like came up on from squarespace as mysterious galaxy and i was like wait a second so i I talked to people there and one of them works at mysterious galaxy so i wanted to give a shout out to gary because he was very nice and let me chill at the booth all weekend and then i also wanted to give a shout out to editor tom who was incredibly nice and welcoming at the um at the penguin random house world's booth 
and who encouraged me to get the battle of the last battle of Jedi signed copy by George Mann. And I wanted to shout out both of you guys for your kindness and just general awesomeness for making Comic-Con even better than it already was. So recap on Comic-Con, I spent way too much money, but hung, hung out with a lot of besties. And I think that's what makes it worth it. Swag. Okay. Castle Run Book Club. Now, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you guys can surmise we've been off the air for about two months. And that time, do, do I want to even do the math? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, <laughs> eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Hold on. Let me... Hayden counts comics. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Okay, I was right. There were sixteen comics released in the period that we have not been recording. So <laughs> we're just gonna do a one sentence review of all of these um comics that came out. I'm going to pull up League of Comic Geeks because it's been a while since I've read some of these. But Liv, if you would like to participate, we will do... I can do... kind of participate, but <laughs> okay. you know, I haven't been literate even with comics. Any participation so, um, is welcome. Yeah. So, Star Wars 35. Did you read that one? Okay. I think Star Wars 35 was the issue where Luke gets the kyber crystal that he has for his green lightsaber. My one sentence review is why are resellers upselling this for 30% for 130 times the price? That is my one sentence review of Star Wars 35. Star Wars 36. No, I they have they had to limit it not only at the comic book store, but when I checked on eBay, they were like $40. And it was the second issue in the ARC 2. Just, the resellers have been insanely, like, just insane, awful, <laughs> awful the past couple of months, and I don't know why. With Quest of the Jedi, it was particularly bad, which is funny, because at Comic-Con, I saw them selling first printing, because there was only one printing, first printing, cover A, Quest of the Jedi, for $10. If you look on if you look on eBay right now, they are like $75, $80. So when I saw that, I literally laughed out loud. Is it the one with the misprint or the yeah, mistake the, in it? Not the mistake, but the, the discrepancy. Oh. That they're not reprinting. So now it's technically a misprint. But anyway, Celerant aside, Star Wars 36 is the issue with Leia. And it was the Leia-centered issue. Um, I I don't remember what happened, but Star Wars 36 review. I'm glad this issue wasn't upselled by resellers, is my review of that issue. Darth Vader 35, which entailed Darth Vader seeking out Dr. Aphra after believing she was dead for the past couple of years. Um... Darth Vader 35 
Are the handmaidens At free? least it's not Sabe related. Are they free? I don't think they're free, <sighs> but they were not in the past couple of issues. They're getting, then, they're getting a break. Yeah, they're getting a break finally. So now we have Afra. Did we do 32? Or... I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> so let me just add Dr. Afra 32, 33, 34, which was the reintroduction of the Star Weird. I'm going to treat this as one issue because it was a really good. It's like the arc. Um, it's an arc, like a yeah. completed arc. Yeah, so. it's it's a little arc, so I'm just going to treat it as such. Um, Dr. Afra 32 through 34, I want more spooky things in Star Wars. Because not only was the art great, but it was just a really good, like, almost psychological cosmic horror arc. And I really enjoyed it, and I, I wish we had more stuff like that in Star Wars. So, Liv, yeah, you read I, that one? Yeah, I did. What's your one-sentence review? I love apprehensive Willow Millum solidarity. <laughs> so true. <laughs> because Afra and Luke, that's a good. That's a good team. That that's an. They alternate. do not like each other. Yeah. They really mm-hmm. don't. But they're my, great together. My favorite my, was when Luke was like, "No wonder, no wonder Sada left you." <laughs> jaw on the floor. That was foul. And I know it was only, it was, it was only a a vision, but I, I still jaw dropped on the floor. But my alternative review of that arc is I love WLW and MLM hostility. It's solidarity, but it's also hostility. So true. Hostilidarity. That's why I said apprehensive. So true. That's so valid. Okay. Now here's the big one. Bounty Hunters 35 and 36. Did we do? Yeah, we did 34 because I had a breakdown on the episode. Um, So I'm just going to treat that as one arc because I think it was technically a two, not two episode, two issue arc because now they're going to this other guy to help to try and fix balance. And so, it's almost dark droid time. Like that comes yeah. up this week. So um Oh god. That's not gonna <sighs> happen. It's their balances. Uh, I'm scared. Oh my baby girl. It's not looking good for him. But I have to I have to formulate this sentence. So I'm gonna let you go first. Um my sentence is I for gore. <laughs> That's so mean. Oh, that's it. Happy, happy birthday, Valance. If only you could remember. You guys are so mean to me. It's kind of funny. I'm sorry. I know, like 30, but 34 still. Was, was very, very sad. 100%. But 35 and 36, except for the panel about Han, they were very uh, funny. Perfect. That's a good segue into my review. Bounty Hunters 35 and 36. Oh my God, he's forgetting Han. Ethan, please let them kiss for the love of God. They can't kiss. Han is is a rock right now. Yeah, yes. but it's not like they can't that do a flashback. And Valance forgot. <laughs> I'm going to leave this podcast right now. 
You guys are so mean to me. I'm not being mean to you. I'm being mean to Valens. Yeah. Who, by extension, you're being mean to me. Well, it's a good thing you won't remember then, because he won't. <laughs> that was wow. absolutely foul. <laughs> I should leave right now, but then the recording would end and we would lose this entire episode. So I'm not <laughs> going to. I waggle my finger at you. That was so mean. <laughs> I can't believe you did that to me. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, um, another <laughs> aspect of these comics, these two comics, is um, Dirge, which I, I love him now. He's just like this gentle giant, and I'm adding him into my overstimulated autistic Star Wars characters Kings. Yes. so real of you <laughs> he's so funny at the bar fight when they're just it's he's like too loud and then he like smashes heads together <laughs> so real like, he's just like me for real <laughs> I want to do when I get overstimulated so real like when we were walking out of Disneyland and trying to find that stupid Uber. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, any final thoughts on Bounty Hunters other than giving me mental illness? Helmetless Boba could have been sexier. So valid. Also, Claire, you making a Han Valance, another Han Valance please that's not mine or Julia's ruined my life. Claire makes the most insane playlist ever. Like, they're Boy Genius, so- Phoebe Bridgers, Sun Lux, Gregory Allen Isakoff on the same playlist about balance. Do you know what a personal affront that is to me specifically? Listen to their Hamish playlist if you haven't, because that's another absolutely insane one. Just mental illness all around. <sighs> Moving on from mental illness, we have the Return of the Jedi one-shots. I think, did you read those? Okay. Now, the Empire and the Rebellion both came out in the time. Oh, congrats to them. But they both <laughs> they both <laughs> released in the time that we have not been recording. But I will sum them up with this one thing. Return of the Jedi one-shots. Kes Dameron and Shara Bay and Lulu Lampard being on the same page again after six years restored something in my life. When I tell you, it healed me. The Poe comics, I'm sure we all know this, but the Poe comics were the first thing that like got me into Star Wars. They, they were the first comic that like actually read. And they, it was the first comic that I not only paid attention to, but was insane over. So seeing... Poe Dameron's family and his like caretakers back together after literally six years it healed something in me truly like it healed something deep down in my soul the empire was okay I like the art though I think it was it Samney no it wasn't Chris Samney it was similar though I think he did a variant I probably have it here just a second Morales I don't know Morales 
Okay. Let me, op- let me open her up and I'll, I'll give you a first. <laughs> Get her open. Get her open. Operation Endor. Where's the information? Bitch. What the? Oh, it's at the back. Jethro Morales. Jethro Morales. Okay. And then is Chris Samney one of the variant artists? It doesn't say that. Oh, wait. It doesn't? Yes, it does. No. (laughs) I could have sworn there was a Samney variant. But anyway, I'm just going crazy. Yep. Okay. Moving on to Higher Public Adventures. They had their mega week where they released six, seven, and eight on the same day, on the la- on the last week of Pride Month, Jesus. slay for gay people. My favorite was how my comic book store only got eight and not six or seven. What is wrong with your comic book store? I, I don't know, but it's fine. <sighs> Scott, so, if you listen, I know you don't, but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so my review, Higher Public Adventure 6, 7, and 8. Gay people real, Tara, common Tara Sanube W. Because at the end of that comic, Tara Sanube becomes Sob's master because her old master was a douchebag and wouldn't listen to her and how she didn't learn as well or the same way as the other Padawans. So instead he, I think he took the Barash vow. I don't know. I don't remember. But it was Wait, something where... Would it be called the Barash vow? Because didn't Barash just take her vow? So I don't think it would have yeah. caught on by then. So like the Not Barash that I know vow... much about the, the High Republic, but just... Her impact like... is just so great so that true. it already caught on. <laughs> yes. So he took the Barash vow, but not the Barash vow. And then Tara Sunube became <laughs> Sav Malagon's or master, not Padawan, master, which I think was a slay. And also gay people real. Shout out to Rath and Alec, right? Yeah. Gay people. And then finally, not finally, second, third to finally, my God. <laughs> Sana Staros number five. My review of Sana Staros number five. Oh my God, I wish this wasn't ongoing. I said this to Justina Ireland's face. I wish it was an ongoing so bad. It's one of the best things that Marvel has put out recently in terms of Star Wars, because not only is it filled with family drama and I eat that shit up fork, knife, and spoon, it's just really good characters. The entire Star Wars family is so messy. They're so well-rounded. And also, Justina, why did you do that to Avon? Why did you tell us Avon goes missing in issue two without a trace? Why did you do that to me? But anyway... Overall recap of the Sana Star Wars series is I absolutely loved it. I think it was Perry Perez who did the art. Let me pull it up. I have it somewhere. Uh Rebellion. Where is it? Sana Star Wars. No, that's the Pride cover. Probably have it. Yep, I can. Do you, you do? Perez. Okay. Yeah, Perez, Perez, okay. Shout out to him because his art was fantastic in how it not only conveyed Justina's writing, but just how... Also, I have to give out give a shout out to the colorist who 
colored the Staros family correctly and not whitewash the clones like Yoda has done in the past. So I have to give a shout out for doing the bare minimum because most of the time that's not even met. But yeah, loved the art, loved the implications, loved the focus on the Staros family, loved Sana's um, kind of shindig, what she had going on. I I love the series. Can't recommend it enough. If you're a Sana fan, well, okay. So the series confirms that it takes place after she breaks up with Afra, but it's not really focused on that. So if you wanted like a quick intro to the Staros family, if you're like a High Republic fan, there's a lot of High Republic stuff in there. If you're a High Republic fan, if you just like Sana from what you've read of her in Afra, I recommend this series to the highest degree. But yeah, that's my review of Sana Staros. Liv, what did you think? She's a long pop. So true, actually. Yeah. That's I'll it. probably pick this one up when it comes in like a trade. I wonder what cover they're going to use for the trade because they had some good variants, like the Jen Bartel I, variant. I like the the number five. Oh, I feel that's like a good that would one. be that would be a good one for the trade because it has like everybody. Sana is the focus, but it has like the ship, and then it has the rest of her family. Okay, itself, but that's okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So true. slay okay perfect so the now the second to last thing that came out is vader black white and red three and four i'm gonna give my one sentence review and then live if you i don't have one not even like a recap i haven't i haven't read it i just explained to you i don't have number three i have the first i read the first one. Oh. oh, that's it yeah because okay. two, three, and four came out while I was not reading. Oh, that's right. And I didn't even get three, so now I I'm forgot just going to wait until I get three. Oh, fine. Well, Why do you think I'm not answering for most of these? <gasps> because I haven't read them. <laughs> I thought you read number two. No. Fine. I'll do it myself. Vader, Black, White, and Red. Vader, Black, White, and Red one sentence review recap final thoughts this is the rated r vader comet or tv series slash movie you guys wanted for the love of god if i see one more tweet i literally someone tweeted this like a, a couple weeks ago and people were quoting them so badly that they had to delete it but if i see one more person say that we should get an r-rated vader tv show um movie read the series and the plethora of other Darth Vader media that is available to us, not only in comic books, but in book form. And oh, what what do you mean? In TV show and movie form. I want to know the background of Vader. I don't know if you were aware of this, but there's this thing called the prequel trilogy. That's the story of Darth Vader. I, I don't know if that's new information to you guys. But there's three whole movies focused around him. I hope you guys enjoy that. <laughs> anyway, loved this little mini series. If this is the first of Star Wars's foray into the Black, White, and Red category, I think Vader was the perfect 
character to do this with not only because his fans are annoying as heck sometimes but because just like the nature of his character fits so well with the black white and red shtick um but yeah i think my favorite issue of this the story was issue three because it had that one story that was written inked by and colored by daniel warren johnson which was really 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 good and then just the the story that went throughout the entire thing by Jason Aaron, I thought it was pretty good. Um, it was, he is basically Valance 2.0 or Valance 2 Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> my baby girl. Um, okay, last but not least, we have Hyperspa- Hyperspace Stories 6. My one sentence review, I don't care about Greedo, but this was good. It takes place right when Greedo is a teenager or like just coming into adulthood during the Clone Wars. And he basically gets swindled by a singer at Jabba's palace who double crosses both Greedo and Jabba and steals something of his. And also Greedo somehow becomes Stinky's caretaker. Like he's his nanny. So if you remember Stinky- that man has never had a good day in his life. He really not has one, not. Not one no. good day has Greedo had. Yeah. Uh, even in, from a certain point of view, he is just going through it 100% of the time. <sighs> but yeah. Hyperspace Stories. The next one, The next issue is Boba versus Bosk, I think. So I think I know Liv's going to like that one. Yeah. <laughs> I know there was, there was one that was ventress but i haven't got around to it yes i think that was issue five because issue four was the ray one on kashik for lifetime that one was okay gay ray (laughs) so true amazing i love that one (sighs) um but yeah boss versus boba fett that's That's gonna be good specifically so that comes out this week i think yeah they have it was two in a row yeah they have a back-to-back after not having an issue for like three or four months so true dark horse so true in true dark horse fashion precisely so that wraps up the comic catch-up of our section of castle run book club so we have some literacy updates for you all emily what have you been reading in the time that we have not been recording Um, let's see. Okay. So I know, I think the last thing, or I think the next thing I read after our last podcast was A Lady for a Duke, which is a trans, um, historical romance. Very good. Uh, I made Leah read it as well. Uh, and we both just screamed back and forth. It has some of, um, the best like writing that I've read in a while just like the way that the author describes like the feelings that the characters have for one another was so good um and we had the classic someone gets kidnapped at the end of it it was the sister it was good uh <laughs> then I read uh never ever getting back together uh which is a young adult uh or like kind of new adult uh book about these two girls who go on like a dating show for this guy they both dated and it's like a second chance one but then they end up falling for each other uh because the one goes on and he's like he's a dick so I'm gonna try to like ruin him like get to the end of the show so I can then reject him and like expose his behavior uh but yeah they end up falling in love 
and it's very cute and also Taylor Swift title so that's also so a true. thing that has been <laughs> happening there's another book uh that uh I really want to read that's coming out it's called uh I don't want you like a best friend it's a historical romance uh yeah a sapphic <laughs> historical a sapphic historical romance uh with the tale I will show you the cover because it is beautiful did they write this for me specific what the hell yeah wow yeah oh my so God. I requested it on NetGalley so I really hope that you I, want, I you know what it. I'm gonna request it on NetGalley right now what's what the title the fuck too uh don't want you like a best friend so okay. yeah Taylor Swift so that's my new favorite trend in uh in books is Taylor Swift sapphic titles good as <laughs> it should be like that this is what yeah. Taylor Swift wants uh so yeah definitely like I literally want that cover as a print in my home it's so beautiful so true uh so that was yeah so never ever getting back to, or never ever yeah getting back Taylor was very fun very good I really like dating show uh romances I think they're really fun so this one was also very fun um it has been requested on the pod account <laughs> <laughs> uh then I read the daydreams which was pitched as uh Daisy Jones and the Six meets uh like Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears it really was not that it was more Daisy Jones and the Six meets Hannah Montana uh <laughs> but still very good it was basically about this like uh, these kids were a part of like a show in their teens where it was like a high school show where they like also were a band in the show and then at the end of it uh they were having a live finale and things went horribly wrong so years down the road they're doing a reunion um and uh I I enjoyed it not as much as DC Jones the Six but still very good and it was kind of fun because it was like the vibes of like you remember watching Hannah Montana and like kind of the Miley Cyrus spiral uh then I read Meet Me at the Lake which is a romance uh this girl met this guy 10 years ago they spent one day together and then he was supposed to come meet her at her uh mother's like lake resort and he never showed up and then now it's like 14 years in the future her mom is dead she's taking over the resort and the guy shows up uh to like help her um so it was very that one was sweet it was very fun I gave it like four stars very fun summer romance not as good as the other book that I read by that author uh then I read don't judge a girl by her cover which is the third in the Gallagher girl series this series is still very fun this was I think the last one that I read when I was a kid so I actually don't know what happens next in the series um but this one was fun and I also realized this was about this one was heavily involving a political campaign which I think looking back on it that changed me as a child and I don't want to reflect on that too much but, uh very fun very good just fun teenage girl stuff teenage girl spy stuff um and then I finished uh this week fourth wing which is like a very popular book on book talk right now uh it's about these dragons you go to school Whoa. to be like a dragon writer to fight in the war and it was Slay. okay <laughs> it was 
it was fine it was I said this in my review but if you've ever read Red Queen there were some startling differences or similarities between this book and Red Queen to the point where I was like I feel like that's plagiarism not plagiarism but hmm. <laughs> interesting many thoughts uh it was not the worst thing like I saw some people being like this is the worst book I've ever read like I didn't even know how this got published and then other people were like this was like one of the best fantasies no it was fine if you don't like uh like couples that um like size difference don't read this <laughs> like if you don't like the tiny girl big man thing uh don't read this uh at all but if you like fantasy give it a try it's fun <laughs> it was a fun read Sorry. uh and then I am currently reading, and we'll probably finish today, uh, The Perks of Loving a Wallflower, which is another, uh, which is a sapphic historical romance about- Gay people um, real. Gay people real, uh, <laughs> which is uh, very fun so far. Like, uh, I don't even know how to really describe it, but- um, Indescribable. They, indescribable. Basically, like- this uh philippa's mom is like really wants her to like get married and uh tommy who has had a crush on her for like a year disguises herself as like the baron and they meet and then they realize that like and then she like admits that she's actually a woman but like she's like you can help me like like uh find a husband so my mom is happy and uh there's also some heist things it's it's very good so far. Very much enjoy it. We love gay people in history. So true. <laughs> um, and then I'll probably uh, read Rise of the Red Blade next. Because... Yeah. Slay. I wonder, this is kind of off topic, but not really. I wonder who's going to take one for the team and write a book based on Ivy by Taylor Swift. Oh. Oh, I know Emily that would go frozen. crazy on book talk. <laughs> Emma's frozen because I know she would appreciate that. <laughs> so true. <laughs> She's entered the ham dimension. Oh my God. Because, okay, most people think that Ivy is about Emily Dickinson. Yeah. You knew that? Okay, cool. I did. So I, I want someone You've told, to You told me. Did Remember, we were you? together. Okay. Yeah, we were together when, since fucking- Ohio got Ivy as a surprise song. Oh yeah. We were talking about Ivy. And <laughs> how I said Ivy. who is gonna take one for the team and write a book based on Ivy. Like that a sapphic one... romance historical book based on yeah. Ivy. Since it's about so Emily Dickinson anyways. No, literally that one that just needs to happen. Yeah. Exactly. Like I'm surprised. Like I said, like I said it would go crazy on book talk. Yeah, I was like, I'm surprised people have it. Um, I I don't know if there's another book that I don't know if it was just never ever getting back together, but I think there might have been another sapphic book with this Taylor Swift title. I I found on Goodreads a whole list of it was like books that had Taylor Swift titles. <laughs> slay, but slay. Yeah, I desperately <laughs> need that one. It's not even funny. <laughs> well, do I have some literacy updates for you guys, even though they're mostly cut. Mo- mostly? Mostly. Most- mostly. Mostly. 
comic books. So my first literacy update is that I got a couple more issues into Daredevil Volume 1, which is from 1964. The issues are very dense and very hard to get through. Early comics are written in a different style than like modern day comics or even like Star Wars comics in the 70s. So reading through at least one of them is like the equivalent of about five modern day comics. Like it's rough. And then the next update I have for you guys is I I started and finished Spider-Man 2099 Volume 1 from the 90s. Um, Miguel O'Hara is now baby girl. He has, um, influenced me with his sexy fangs. Let me tell you, issues one, two, and three of that, of that series are some of the best origin stories in, in comic book history. Like, I will die on that hill right there. Um, I restarted and got a little bit further in Moon Knight Volume 1 which has art by Bill Sienkiewicz and is written by, I don't remember, but I'm enjoying it. And then I started and finished Star Wars Republic, which is the continuation of the Star Wars title from the 90s. And it's the it's the really famous run, quote unquote, with Isla and Quinlan and all of the Quinlan's dark side stuff that was kind of adapted in a in not not resident blade um dark disciple there we go it had the still the same kind of like oh quinlan is a double agent but who is he a double agent for is he double agenting the double agent kind of thing but i i preferred this adaptation of it than um dark disciple and then i started and finished inquisitor rise of the red blade which none of my other hosts have read yet. And it I need to talk about it because the Darth Vader 2017 and Fallen Order Enjoyer in me is going crazy. Um, I started from a certain point of view, A New Hope. I hope uh, to finish that, to finish that one and Empire Strikes Back by the time um, Return of the Jedi comes out, which I better be reading a freaking balance chapter in. But anyway, and then the last thing I started in the past couple of weeks has been Saga. I, it has consumed my brain. I am obsessed with it. I read like 10 issues or something last night because once you start, you can't stop reading it. It's just that good. But yeah, I read more of From a Certain Point of View, A New Hope today, and I'm getting through around 50 pages a day and I stopped on the Bale and Brick chapter because I know I can't read that in the daytime because I will literally start solving on the couch. <sighs> now, I know that you do not have an update for us, Liv, right? No, I do not. Slay. <laughs> I have been like fully illiterate. Like I let my comics build up until it was a stack about that big. And then I was like, shit, I should probably read at least something. Because the, the bigger the stack gets, the more stressed I become. And like, I can very easily solve problems, but I, I don't. Perhaps so. you should. <laughs> I believe I in you. I don't have to. Fine. <sighs> anyway. I enjoyed talking again with the besties today. 
I missed you all. And we missed our listeners because yes. I miss talking about Star Wars for two hours every week. Um, you can, again, you can follow us on social medias. They will all be in the description. Again, if you'd like to donate to the Writers Guild and SAG After Strike Fund, that will also be linked in the description. Um, we are happy to be back. Any final thoughts before we sign off? No, if you have uh, ideas of what you guys want us to cover or talk about, uh, you can email them to us or go to our post, yeah. our last tweet, I guess, before this episode yeah. <laughs> announcement about us coming back uh, and go on the comics or like the ones that have already been yeah. uh, suggested to let There's us know. There's been some good ones, I can't lie. Yes, yes, for sure. Uh, but once again, will be a lot of uh, book and comic stuff. Yes, primarily so. book and comic centered. All right. Well, we are happy, very happy to be back. Um, thank you to all the listeners for sticking with us and listening for to this episode. And may the force be with you.